big dog. It's a privilege, mate. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for um, thanks for uh, getting this uh, going. Yeah, thanks for having me on, brother. Like, how'd you get into this ATG thing? Like, it's it kind of kicked off out of nowhere. Everybody was complaining about ba- uh, bad knees, right? And yeah. And the next thing you know, hey guys, we could probably fix your knees without surgery. You know, and it's it's nice because I think um, I think from this ATG, we've now got people trying to fix low back injuries, shoulder injuries, you know, neck injuries. It's like, oh, we could probably fix ourselves without going under the knife, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. The knees, shoulders, for me, it was the foot. Um, That was my big uh, thing. So I'll kind of just go like a backstory for me. So yeah, uh, way back to like middle school, um, I was a basketball and football guy. Um, I had the skills. I was a solid player. But the athleticism aspect was always holding me back. That was the biggest thing for me. And I started getting injured more, like tweaking my back, knee pain, specifically like jumper's knee right in the patellar tendon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never really had like a solution for it. And high school, I, like the same problem was occurring. Then my freshman year in, on the football in a football game, I fractured my tibial plateau and my growth plate in my left knee. My knee actually dislocated backwards for a split second and popped out of place and went back. It was a very, very devastating injury, but um, I healed naturally, no surgery or anything. Um, so that was my freshman year, and I didn't quite get back to like my my old self, my old self, which was not even like athletically like like super athletic, you know. But I was still like suffering um, in that aspect of it. But then after my sophomore basketball year, that's when I came across ATG. And I signed up as a member, um, got coached through the movements, got great results. And I honestly fell in love with the system. And I wanted, I asked Ben Patrick, knees or toes guy, like, how do I become a coach for you? And he said, get results on yourself first and that you've done that. Um, but I also want you to get good results on someone else. So I took one of my friends and got him dunking. Um, that was a great, that was a fun journey. And then I got the job as an online coach. And that was about March, 2021. I got that job. Um, wow. So it's been two years with ATG and has haven't looked back. That's fucking epic, man. You know, it's, it's so cool to see people getting fixed up, you know, I've been like, Hey guys, this, this physical therapy thing is a real thing. It's not just little kinesiology bands, you know, mm-hmm. or, or tape or, or, you know, Hey, we're going to go in and walk on a treadmill for five minutes, give you a high five. And that's 150 bucks. You know, it's like, no, no, if we do some specific things, you know, we can get back to, if not saw past our previous levels, right? It's not no, just like, you. oh, let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's make you walk again. Yeah, you'll probably never lift weights. It's like, oh, fuck mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's going to take a while. You know, maybe it takes uh-huh. us a long time. Maybe it takes you five years, right? Maybe yep. it takes you a really decent long time, but you can end up fixing this thing and surpassing where you, where you were. You know, it, yeah. it, is, it is possible. That's another thing I love about it. It's like rehab and your training to like exceed what you were previously. That's a big thing for me. So it's like prehab, athletic performance training, rehab, like it really hits everything. Yeah, man. It really, uh, it gives me like bulletproofing vibes, you know, Mm -hmm. back in the day, like I used to coach a lot of swimmers. Uh, I played rugby union. So uh, we need our shoulders in there all the time. Right. So we do a lot of prehab for shoulders. Um, everybody usually gets bad shoulder injury. So it's always just doing some sort of internal, external rotation, yep. you know, just 
basically making yourself bulletproof. Same with mm-hmm. the swimmers, right? Because their range of motion is absolutely bonkers. They can do whatever yeah. they want with their shoulder joint and probably mm-hmm. not even like worry about it. And me, it's just screaming. And it, give me, it gives me those vibes. It's like, how bulletproof can we make our body? You know, how yep. much can we prehab ourselves? So then, I don't know, you step off uh, the pavement and you turn it funny and it you're not going to pop pop a knee or something like that. Yep. You know, your back's not going to start flaring up when you get out of bed. Just just subtle things like that, right? And I think it's, I think it really has done a, a beautiful job of giving it to the masses, you know, showing this to the masses of like, guys, you know, you waking up and being in pain, it might be your normal, but it isn't normal. You know, maybe we need to figure this out. Maybe we need to, rather than going in and back squatting five days a week or trying to max out your clean and jerk three times a week, right? Or going like super high intensity. Maybe we should do specific things with intent. Yep, 100% agree with you. I love it, dude. I think that the tip raise is a cool thing. I love yeah. the lunges. I gave the lunges a go like um, maybe a couple months ago now. Um, uh-huh. The ATG uh-huh. split squat? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like I was fucked up, mate. Uh-huh. Like my my ankles have always been an issue. Uh not the greatest of range of motion. Not shit. They move, but they're yeah. not the greatest. Um, but holy shit, dude. Like I was sore the next day, man. Yeah. You're talking about the split squats? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. the split squat is just such a good one. Um for the ankle mobility, if you have your heel flat on the ground. Um the back foot too, you're getting an incredible workout in your back foot and the back hip flexor. Mm-hmm. So the hip flexor lengthening is just so good for like the low back, um, the hip, everything. It can help unlock your performance, get rid of hip pain. And then the front knee too, getting into that full knee bend just works wonders for the knee because you're internally strengthening your knee tendons and ligaments. And that VMO, which is the most fast twitch muscle out of the quads, um, contracts first when your knee's under pressure. So both, you're getting the knee bulletproofing and the performance improvement. So it's just, it's like the, it's everything in one movement and, and unilaterally too. So if you have knee imbalances, it takes care of those over time. I think that's uh, I think that's a beautiful point, mate. I think a lot of people need to do more. In fact, everybody needs to do more unilateral stuff, right? Yep. Most things that we do is, is, is both, both limbs at the same time, bilateral, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like, no, no, yeah. no, let's try and work balance coordination, you know, let's let's yep. make you uncomfortable in a way where we don't have to lift fucking ninety percent of our max all the time. You know, sometimes yeah. we can get stronger with a little less wear and tear on the on the old joints. Yeah, hundred percent. And then we got the reverse sled, right? And that yep. shit is poetic. I love uh, it. It's really it's really awesome. I I got the turf down in my garage. Um. That's how I start every sled. Every session is with a sled, either forward and backward. I usually will do that three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then backward sled for five to 10 minutes, Tuesday, Thursday. And just the quad pump at the end of the five minutes is insane every single time. Um, just taking those quads to failure, getting a 10 out of 10 burn. It gets me ready for my session. Um, the pre-fatigue pump just really opens up for something like the split squat if I'm going to do that later. Um, it's just awesome. And then talk about, you know, an increase in work capacity. You know, it's OG West Side, you know, vibes. It's, it's like the conjugate system of, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we should probably 
improve our cardiovascular system, you know, get some more volume through us. But what are we going to do? We're going to do SBD because we're super niche towards powerlifting. Probably not because that's going to be a little bit too much volume and intensity. You know, like, okay, cool. Like, how do we get, you know, more work done that isn't going to kick the shit out of us? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you're going to poop farmer's carry. You're going to go sled. You're going to do combine the two. You're going to pull the sled backwards, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think, it, again, I think it's just done a beautiful job of, bringing it to the masses mate you know like uh, going into a, uh, a commercial gym now you know it's not so common down here in in new zealand but you might see a one or two a day you know and mm-hmm. which is which is great yeah. and they're now going backwards incline on a treadmill you know to warm yeah. up and i'm like beautiful this is yeah I've honestly seen the evolution of that too myself because in my gym they got a turf in uh the torque sled, it's the one with wheels. Yeah, yeah. Um I would push and pull it and get weird looks, but now two years later, I almost see someone doing it every single time there. And it's just like, thank God, like this is getting popularized popularized. Um it's wonderful to see. And it's I'm so glad good, that you man. brought up earlier. I'm glad that you brought up earlier the cardiovascular benefits of the sled because you get a killer cardio workout during that. Um like at the end of the five minutes, I do it for five minutes continuous. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it like that or like a hundred, 200 yards, um, like distance, but I like to do it for the time and just chase like that killer audio burn too. Um, yeah, I, it just helps me prepare, prepare for the basketball court. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm not like out of breath, like in the fourth quarter, um, my quads are also not tired and I'm jumping as high as I am in the first quarter in the fourth quarter. Um, the sled is just so wonderful. And like, the thing with cardio is say like you're going for a jog, or whatever, that's going to kind of lower your vertical because you're training slow twitch and raise your cardio, but you're out. It's like kind of inverse, but with the sled, you're getting your cardio benefit and the vertical jump. Um, so another thing that's kind of two birds, one stone. Uh, yeah. Precisely, man. You know, like, um, I think it's brilliant, dude. I'll go for 30 minutes. I'll pull it twice a week mm-hmm. i'll go tuesday thursday and i'll pull it for uh i'll pull it for 30 minutes and i'll just load it up so it's like you're walking through treacle yeah you know you're, you're not you're not pulling it very fast but it's trying to get some some weight through the knees mm-hmm. but then i'm also getting a cardio burn out of it you know yep. and i did that for i've done that for about two no two months two and a half months right and then went back and did the first crossfit workout in I don't know, maybe eight weeks. Yeah, probably about eight weeks, right? And I did that two days ago. And you can still cool. you can still hold it. You can still hold that intensity nice and high. You know, playing around with that training philosophy and uh, just trying different shit. Yeah. You know, when you get into the game and you've been training for so long, like you can only SPD so much. You can only clean and snatch so much you can only jerk so much you can only it's like you can only play rugby or football so much right like we need to then end up brings bringing something else in there we're not just niche athletes we need to uh, bulletproof the whole body you know yep definitely i love that sled dude Mm -hmm. it's if i had to pick one exercise i could do the rest of my life i love the whole atg system but it would have to be the sled Mm. and Mm. back to the foot thing i broke my first and third metatarsal um, in 2021 and the sled was so instrumental in getting rid of that foot pain. Cause if you just have a crazy intent on driving through the ball, your foot and the toes, your, your foot's going to get stronger and your ankle's going to get stronger. Yeah. So just having that crazy intent on each step really helped me bulletproof my feet. Mm. Um, it was a big one the sled for the foot. 
do you train a lot uh without shoes I I've experimented with it. I've just kind of transitioned into like the zero drop minimalistic footwear, like the uncivilized yeah. sneaker, um, zero shoes. I have done a little bit of barefoot, but I prefer to like doing the, the doing the shoe because I'm not gonna be playing basketball barefoot ever. Sure. So yeah. Very true. But I do like to get barefoot like outside and like ground in the morning, get sunlight in my eyes. Um, so yeah. It's again, dude, something that is overlooked. You know, the feet, you know, we look up the chain, we think of knees and above, right? Knees, hips, yep. maybe maybe the core, maybe we go upper back, maybe we go shoulder, whatever. You're like, yeah, but how are we connected to the ground? Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time we're, we're talking about people within the four walls of a gym, right? Lifting these lifting these things that we call weights, you know, and, we, and yep. we're trying to do it for fun. Crazy people. And it's like, yeah, but how are you pushing through the floor? What is the weight distribution? How are you balanced? You know, yep. it is actually baffling to me. Two two things baffling to me. One, how people inability to be able to hinge at the hip. Right? They think hinging at the hip is 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 flexing through the spine or vice yep. versa. I'm like bend over and they go, you're like, oh my God, like I'm gonna throw my whiteboard marker at you. Don't ever fucking do that again. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like let's learn how to like open and close the hip. Probably, yep. probably wise you know, stabilize through the spine. Yeah, it needs to flex and extend, but not when we're going for a deadlift. Yeah. And then um, the second is the balance through the feet, man. You know, walking around in these shoes and especially ladies, right, with the with the high heels. Yeah. When you got to go to a corporate, you should wear heels or whatever the fucking laws that they put on them. Not laws, but rules that they put on them, right? It's crazy. Yep. You know, and now you put them in barefoot and they're wobbling all over the place. So uh-huh. maybe we should train that a little bit more yeah because then it goes up yep. the chain and starts affecting other things yeah another thing with the dress shoes is like the the dudes how we got the pointy toe ones oh and yeah toe box every single time i have to wear those my toes are suffering mm. uh just the toes are crammed in and like from the basketball shoes even my toes are a little bit crammed in so i'll, I'll like use a little bit of toe spacers whenever like it, it hurts but um the toe box and those dress shoes is like deadly how have you found those toe spaces? I've not given them a go. They're they're pretty solid. I used to wear them like when I broke my when I two years ago when I had those foot problems. Um, when you put them in for that first time, like all the little muscles and like tendons around your feet, they're working like they haven't worked before. Yeah. Uh, if I put them in now though, I don't really feel much, but they're definitely solid. If you like want to improve like your foot, like a lot my toe alignment. Um, yeah. So they're solid for sure. Again, that's another thing, man. You know, we've neglected so much. Even you put people in a handstand and they, they close their palm, you know, and the fingers are stuck together. I was like, fucking spread them apart. Feel the floor. Same with yep. your feet when we're squatting. You know, deadlifting, yeah. feel the floor, grip it. You know, we should be able to, like, pick things up. Not depends what it is, right? But you should be able to pick a pencil up from the floor with your feet and, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, we can do it as a kid. You know, you can drop down into a beautiful squat as a child and stand back up you know we can do burpees and pirouettes and all that crazy stuff mm-hmm. right and then yep. we've developed this this norm of sitting at a desk you know yeah. in a cubicle and getting pissed off and medicated and you know I'm like, yep. god damn i know i'm not sure about this guys you know maybe maybe we're doing something wrong maybe we're doing it right i don't know i'm only blonde dude <laughs> i don't know the answer so if, if people are going to get into this 
AG, ATG philosophy, right? Yeah. And be like, hey, let's start, let's start fucking around with this. You know, we we beat the beat the drum of the of the um, SPD. We beat the drum of yoga. We beat the drum of this riddle with injuries. Where would you tell them to start? I would really tell them to start with the backwards sled or just even walking backwards with no resistance. That can really be wonderful to get like a good like quad burn. Um, great starting spot because it's also very safe. Like there's no eccentric lower on the sled. You can always stop walking and you're not going to get sore from it. Um, the sled is just a great, wonderful spot to start. Uh, also, the, the body weight tibialis on the wall. That's another great one. And then once you get to the crazy burn in your shins, you can move around and do an FHL calf raise to get the gas rock burning. So just those two and then the knee over toe calf raise after another set of tibialis raises, this is kind of like the zero formula um, to strengthen that soleus. Uh, it's the ground up philosophy that we we're talking about earlier. Um, start with the feet and ankles, move up to the knee, then the hip, and the rest will work itself out. Mm. Yeah, I do love the the point of the no eccentric loading on the sled, you know, you can yep. do that shit every day. Yep. Every Literally, day. Push, pull, you can push that thing you can pull it every day. You know, exactly. you're not really going to get sore either. No. Nah. Yep. The only thing that might fuck you up when you're pushing, maybe you get a little uh, calf soreness. Yeah. You know, that depend, would be like a little... depending yeah. on like what position you're in, depending on the type of sled, you know, and all so, that type of stuff. If you're trying weight... to drive your heels down the weight, yeah, of course. Yeah. The sled you know, turf it's... itself, it's kind of different on every uh, surface. There's yeah. a lot of variables to it. Yeah. But I would, um, it's a great warm up, dude. Yeah. It's fantastic. I'll even hop on the sled for a little bit before I play basketball. Um, really? Just to get the cool burn. Not for too long because I don't want to get it like to the point where it's like kind of hurting my play. Maybe just a minute or two backward sled, gradually increasing tempo, and then I'll hop in the car and head to the court. Um, what about yeah. like uh, reverse pedaling on a bike? I cannot say because I haven't done too much of that, but from what I've heard, it is a solid alternative if you don't have like access to a treadmill to go backwards on. Um, car neutral is another great one to replace the sled. Just make sure you have someone steering. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I haven't I can't say because I haven't done too much backward uh, pedaling on a bike. Mm. Yeah, I used to give that to a lot of people that had knee problems like fucking 10 years ago, right? Yeah. They want to still come in and, and get something done. I was like, okay, sound like mm -hmm. maybe we try and get some blood flow going. Um, yeah. But take a little bit of pressure off, you know. We, we, Definitely. And we that, could be some, that could be excellent for someone like an elderly grandma that struggles with walking forward. Start with the backward on the bike, then walk backward with assistance of like a railing or something or mm -hmm. even underwater in a pool. Um great yeah, ways to sure. rest even backward walking itself that's it man it's it's looking outside of the box you mm -hmm. know it's it's trying to we're a, we're a synergistic chain right and we're trying to highlight the the weakness in said chain and make it strong yeah that's essentially what we're doing but rather than you know having to do hit all the time or you need to be able to do a thruster with 60 kilos or you have to be able to run sub 12 seconds for a uh, hundred meters. And it's like, that's, that's performance based. Yeah. We're, we're going to go fitness here, guys. We're going to go GPP. We're going to go across the board. Let's try and build the base of this pyramid. And we can do that in many, many different ways, right? Like work is still work at the end of the day. 
you know, you go in, you do the ATG split squat, you do the tip raises, you do some um, backwards bike or sled. I was like, you've done work, guys. That's work. It's still achieved stuff. You know, over time, you're going to end up developing a much more resilient body, you know, and then you go back into your sport, you go back into life, you know, and you're a little bit harder to kill. Exactly. And once you like catch up your body and get out of pain, that just allows you to fully exert your like energy on the court or the field. Cause like when you're playing in pain, you're not playing to your full like performance. And then once you have to kind of sideline yourself to get back to like your hundred percent pain free, like your skills are going to fall behind then too. So just getting that, getting hundred percent pain free is going to help the performance body, everything. Yeah. hundred percent, man. You know, I had a pretty good conversation uh, the start of this week same same sort of thing but we related it into business and performance in business and ceos and high performing you know kind of businessmen and women coming in i was like yeah yeah if you feel like shit if you're mentally in the gut if your body's in chronic pain your output is not going to be that good you you might be better than everybody else but you're not going to hit your true potential right so maybe the fitness stuff should aid you know should contribute to your uh your life rather than take things away right definitely agree with you yep yeah man why'd you do what you do i always think about the the version of myself 17 year old with a boot on in my bed or the 15 year old me with my leg brace on um kind of depressed like wondering if i'll ever be where i want to be as an athlete i know there's more of me out there and I'm just trying to spread the word on the exercises that changed my life. Mm. And yeah. Mm. I, uh, I relate to that, man. You know, mm. fitness can be that key. Yep. You know, we, we've got that door in the back of your mind, heart, soul, spirit, whatever the fuck you, you believe, right? We've got that door within us and exercise can sometimes be that key that unlocks it. And then we, we, we find all these different layers of ourselves of this character and you're like oh shit like i didn't know about this part of myself that part of myself you know and you start developing those things but sometimes we need to face a little bit of physical adversity right we need to feel that like physical anxiety at the end of the day you know and we're we're doing it in a relatively controlled environment of the gym a basketball court a football field you know yeah okay random shit and shit can happen you know we can get knocked out we can you know, break a leg or something. Okay, that's fine. It's relatively controlled. It's not perfectly controlled. But we're still dealing with stuff and interacting with the world around us, man. And I think uh, this this physical thing, whether it's sport, whether it's, hey, I'm going to go be a, I don't know, professional arm wrestler, or I want to just go do aqua aerobics on the weekend. You know, just moving this body and interacting with the world in a physical sense. I think it's necessary, mate. Otherwise, we'd we'd all be fucking digital, or you know, just be like consciousness. We'd have with no physical form. Like, what what would be yeah, the point? AI, AI yeah. mate. Yeah, that shit scares the fuck out of me. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, back to what you're saying though, with the adversity, I wouldn't be where I am right now without the two broken bones in my foot, without the broken knee. Um, yeah, I don't think I would have worked as hard in the weight room because even before like those injuries, I didn't really take the weight room all that seriously. And I regret that I would just jump, jump, jump like every single day. 
um, kind of destroying my body in a sense, just over jumping all the time, trying to get that first dunk. But without the adversity, I went to understood the importance of building from the ground up, directly strengthening my knee with the sled, the split squat, the full range of motion squat. I went to understand, understood how important that was without that adversity. Um, yeah. That's, that's a beautiful lesson, man, for yourself and then also for the people to be able to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of us, we 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 face something and say, ah, fuck, and we change direction too quickly. You know, it's like yep. there's going to be times where you're going to have to call it quits and change something else and go to do something else. But call quits on your own terms. You yep. know, like find find the end. Follow it to the end. You know, and when it's the end, okay, cool. Like you've taken all that you can from it. You've taken all those lessons. Then divert off and then go do your thing somewhere else, right? But there's, yeah. there's so many more lessons to be learned of just of just holding on a little bit longer. You know, I just just give it five more minutes. Give it another day. Give it another week. Give it another year. You know, you'll end yep. up figuring out a lot more stuff, man. And I think um, I think that's a great lesson for us for us young lads. I think those yeah. young lads need to need to know that, man. Hundred you know? percent. Just one more session can make it the the difference. Yeah, dude. And it can also break you too, right? Yeah, and if it and if you're broken and you truly want to walk away, then then that's what you think. Then go for it. But you know, like my dad always used to say, um, like there is there is no there is no quit, right? There's no such thing as can't. But if you're gonna if you're gonna stop something, make sure you got something else. Mm -hmm, definitely you know if you ah oh, okay fuck it i don't want to play sport anymore it's like great what are you gonna do and if the answer is i don't know you keep fucking playing sport yeah. until you figure it out right uh -huh, yeah or you're like oh, i don't i don't want to be a coach anymore so oh, great what you want to do barista great go do it see you later yeah. you know okay. have something else have another direction i think the i think the life is in the chase man mm -hmm, no, definitely i, th I think the it's journey not a destination yeah, I mean, Buddha said that, right? And he was a pretty wise bloke. Yeah. Or apparently, never met. Him. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of wisdom out there, man. Yeah, definitely a lot, of, a lot more smarter people out there. <laughs> than those that like to do adult PE. Yeah. <laughs> and teach other people how to just move around. Yeah, for uh -huh. sure, dude. For sure. Yeah. I got three questions, bro. All right. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, honestly, just do what I love. And for me, that is helping other people and playing the sport. I love, um, just being happy because if you do what you love rather than being stuck in like a job or something in a cubicle that you hate, um, it's really just do what you love and you'll be happy and the monetary success could follow. And if it doesn't, and if you're still happy, like, who cares, you know? Yeah. Just do what you love. Yeah. I think we have fallen victim, especially this Western style countries, right? Yeah. Fallen victim to this pursuit of money, pursuit of materialism, you know? And it's yep. okay. Great. If that is a game that you love to play and it makes you happy and it gets you out of bed in the morning, fucking hats off, mate. You go do your thing. That's fantastic. I'm really happy that you're happy, you know? Yeah. But just thinking that uh, digits on a screen or something's going to give you what you need is that it might change the environment and that might give you what you need. And again, that's great. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing it 
and you're clock watching and it's uh, dragging your ass through the day. Uh-huh. Life doesn't have to be that, man. You know, I think that's what contributed to a lot of these vices, you know, drinking, mm-hmm. drugging, gambling, fucking like all these things is like, yeah, it's because we're unsatisfied five days out of seven. So those two days, I'm going to go absolutely off my rocker mm-hmm. and then just go again. We've all done it, dude. Like, you know, you yeah. end up like snapping out of it or somebody snaps you out of it six months down the line. You're like, fuck, what have I been doing? Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you got to do what you love. And maybe that's a hobby. Yeah. What's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? I would say like follow the norm. Like this year I didn't, I did not decide to play college basketball or go to college. I decided to like kind of pursue like the content and online coaching. Um, People have always been like people around my circle have been telling me just kind of like do what everyone else is doing, but not like directly saying that, you know, just kind of like be normal, like do this, like, like everyone else. But I don't think I'm like everyone else and no one, like we're all different. Um, Sometimes college, if it works for you, like if you want to go to college, have fun, um, get a degree, like that's totally cool. But I just didn't, didn't think that was the move for me this year. And some people without even really knowing my situation, just kind of blindly recommended that to me. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would say the worst piece of advice is just kind of like go with society, go with the norm. Um, blindly. Yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly, brother. Like what ways do you go to, uh, uni in um in the states in college what's what that you, what age do you go to college in the states yeah 18. 18 yeah yeah, yeah 18. same back home like 18 is 18 is so fucking young i was like oh it you're is. gonna choose a career and you that's it that's all you're gonna do it's like dude like you barely even got a pube on your nutsack you don't know which way is up or down you know like i, I would i always said that you should go to uni at 22 if you wanted to go you know, you should have four years of just going out, doing the workforce, you know, yeah. go do something like just go to a different country, go to a different state, move house, go fucking a, be a bin man for a while, like try this online thing, try something, you know, and then you're yeah. like, oh, actually, I want to be an accountant or I want to go do something else. It's like, well, first of all, you can go get diplomas and certificates and all that and do it a different way. But if you wanted to go to uni or college, then at least you're. You know, you've, you know, you know what you want then rather than, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go do this because it's the norm, because me mom and dad wants me to do it because all oh, my mates are going. It's like, then we're kind of hollow characters that just follow rather than like whole people and we understand ourselves, you know? Well, hey, yeah. Again, and picking like picking what you want to do the rest of your life at 18 is like really scary. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm right now I'm doing like all this fitness stuff, but if I, I don't even know if I'll be doing that in 10 years, but all I know is I want to do it today and tomorrow. So I'm going to give it everything I have, but yeah. And then also if you go at 18 and you get a degree in something that you don't end up loving, you spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. For no reason, ultimately. Crazy, right? Yeah. It's absolutely bizarre, you know? And if, if we're, let's, let's make numbers easy to figure out. If we're living at a hundred, You've got to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. 18% complete. Not even 20% there. You're like, are you fucking crazy? Yeah. It's like, whatever you do, guys, just go all in. Wear your heart on your sleeve. Speak from it as, as often as you can. 
work as hard as you can, you know, and guess what? If it's not the thing and you do it for six months or you do it for 60 years, it doesn't matter. Just do something else then. Just change it. It's all right. Not all roads are straight, mate. Exactly. Not all progress is linear. It's, it's, yeah, you can't can't predict the future. So I don't know about you, dude, but I'm a walking fuck up. The only problem is I'm just too stubborn to quit. And that's what, that's how I'm here, mate. You just got to keep going. Yep. Last question. Can't quit. Can't quit, man. What are the three words you tell your younger self? What are the three words I tell myself? Tell your younger self. Okay. Um, I would say one of them is kind of like hope. Um, because mm. there was that vert the younger self that had no hope for my foot, for my knee, but hope because there is gonna you're gonna find a solution down the line. Um my leg in here? No, mate, you could. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So hope would be one of them. Um journey, another one. Uh going out like throughout high school basketball, that journey was super, super fun. Going from kind of like a bench warmer on JV to now starting my senior year on varsity and having college exposure. Um it, yeah, the journey was it was beautiful and super fun. Um and then the last one would be just like work. Work your ass off Um, because I did have to put in work to get to that spot. And that was beautiful as well. Um, Yeah. So hope, journey, and work. I like that a lot, man. Brother, this has been an honor and a privilege. Yeah, thank you for having me on. First podcast in the books. Dude, you're fucking more than welcome to come back anytime, mate. Just talk to a guy who has a weird accent. On the other side <laughs> of the world, bro. Like, there's always a seat at this table, mate, you know? But, yeah, for sure, for sure. Mate, you're always welcome back home whenever I make it back to fucking UK. If you want to get out of Dodge of the States, you're always welcome. Okay. All right, sweet. Thank you for having me on. Brother, you have a good day, and uh, we'll speak soon. Yep, peace. All right, man. Bye, everybody.